it's prediction time for the Iron Bowl this weekend. And also a guy who predicted he'd win the Heisman Trophy at Alabama leaves Alabama. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing fine, man. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. A lot of people will be listening to it on Thanksgiving, and if so, happy Thanksgiving. But, uh, man, starting tomorrow, Thursday, Thanksgiving, boy, we got some uh, three great days of sports. It is going to be a lot of fun, and I just want to throw this note out there. First of all, thanks for making this your first listen. Appreciate you guys a ton. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody in case I forget to say it later. Um, we really do appreciate you guys. I promise you, Thanksgiving to us. Heck, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say, except we appreciate you. Um, I want to just throw this note out there. LeBaron Phylon, who yep. is a junior, one of the top probably 25 players in the country down at Baker uh, High School down in Mobile, uh, cousin to Darius Phylon. Um, he went off for 57 points against my hometown high school, Benjamin Russell. Benjamin Russell's got a team full of athletes. I mean, they got some dudes on this basketball squad. And um, Phylon scored 57 of his team's 74 points in a three-point win. And um, so, yeah, Nate Oates, if you're listening, recruit him, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he is. I'm just mm-hmm. – They are. I had to give some friendly advice. They are um, uh, tight with that great quarterback in, uh, at Baker, uh, the 24 quarterback, Josh Flowers. They're like best buds. Uh, and, uh, of course, Alabama's already got a 24 quarterback, Julian Sand from California, who, who's a good choice. And I'm very excited about Julian Sand. But uh, Josh Flowers, a very, very good high-end uh, quarterback football prospect that I suspect we'll see in the SEC. We don't need to see a Flowers plus Phylon package deal to Auburn, by the way. That'd be a kick in the butt. It would. And um, look, I, I know bakers love flour, so why can't we get those two guys? You know, ta-dun-ta. Anywho. Woof. Woof. We need a better joke before the show ends. Uh, well, I could say something about the fact that for some reason, you look like you went into a tannin bed and fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that is. I wish but, I was cool enough. I wish I was cool enough to do that. That sounds like something cool kids do. Let's talk about the rankings. All right, so the college football rankings come out last night, and surprisingly to me, a couple of things. First of all, LSU's at five, which I think is great for Alabama because now the one-point loss to LSU doesn't look so bad. Um, then uh, Alabama's at seven, which, again, is great for Alabama. I thought we'd be, you know, probably be still be hanging around eight. There is a path. There is a path for us to get there. I'm going to go on record and say, number one, I'm not sure I'll – yeah, of course I want to get in. But if we get in, we're probably going to play Georgia, and they're probably going to – I don't think we can play with Georgia this year. I just don't – I'm sorry. I love Alabama as much as anybody. I'm being a realist. I think they're better than we are this year. Doesn't mean I think they're better than us all time. None of that stuff. I just think this year they're better than us. Um, and I would take a playoff appearance and a butt kicking rather than not a playoff appearance all day – I'm just saying if you're going to make a silver lining for not getting in the playoffs, that's what my silver lining would be. Um, but in the end, there is a path for us to get there. We do need some things to happen. 
I think the first thing that needs to happen, it would be really nice if Ohio State would destroy Michigan. I'm talking about obliterate Michigan, like beat the crap out of them. So there's no chance that somebody can say, you know what, Michigan deserves to get in. You've got to make it look bad enough to where Alabama's two losses look better than Michigan's one loss against probably the only team they really played all year. Um, then, of course, I think we got to cheer for South Carolina. I think it wouldn't hurt to cheer for Texas A&M even. Um, even though I think George is going to beat LSU and probably take care of that, I would rather go ahead and get as close as I can coming into the um, SEC week, SEC or uh, conference championship week. So, what did you think about the rankings, Jimmy? Um, I didn't necessarily look at the rankings as a as a way of uh, okay, let's figure out mathematically and geographically and geometrically and and use some calculus and figure out how Alabama's path through the playoff because I think that's so. It depends on too many. I, I think the path to the playoff was closed Saturday when Baylor uh, uh, choked away that that lead against TCU and, and Illinois uh, couldn't beat Michigan at the in the end. I think Alabama's path to the playoff ended there, and and obviously you could say it ended when you lost to LSU and or Tennessee. So I, so I'm interested in the rankings because I'm a big fan of college football. It doesn't have to be Alabama involved in it for me to be interested. Uh, so I, I was interested from that standpoint. And I do think there's some exciting things left in college football. But in, I said this last week, and I still feel this way. I won't be surprised, Luke, if Alabama finishes, though, fifth. I mean, in terms of, like, after the conference championship games are decided and it's the final CFP uh, poll, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Alabama finishes fifth or no lower than sixth. Uh it, just showing how close – I mean, everything about this season was close. Cl you, you almost beat Tennessee. You almost beat LSU. You only needed to beat one, probably, to, to make it to the playoff, possibly. Uh, everything was just close, uh, and, and I think that's sort of the, uh, the theme for me and will be the theme of the offseason, close. I think for so many Alabama fans, they think you got to blow it up and start all over again. I to me, everything is just close, so close to being, you know, what 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 Alabama was, and uh, so close to the playoff, and so close to twelve and zero, also close to seven and five. Perspective is is really a funny thing because again, Alabama Tennessee have the exact same records, um, and Alabama lost to Tennessee, but if you take a little bit of a deeper dive. Tennessee had its path uh, – both of them had a clear path. But Alabama's lost by five points, a total of five points on the last play of the game to, to two top ten teams on the road. Tennessee, yeah, both those losses were on the road. Both of them were by double digits and never really close. I mean, yeah, Tennessee was close in the South Carolina game, I guess, for a while. But if you watch that game from start to finish, you you kept thinking, um, which team is in the top ten again or top five? <laughs> and um, – yeah, I mean Spencer Rattler had the game of of a lifetime against them. He 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 out Stephen Garcia and Stephen Garcia. Well, one thing I disagree a little, a little bit on that, just that Spencer Rattler is going to be. He, he's not uh, Garcia to me is the guy who had one great game in his whole career. Spencer Rattler that was probably the best game of his career, but he he did enough at Oklahoma to get in the Heisman race. He's sure. done enough at South Carolina to be drafted in the NFL. I think Spencer's just a really good quarterback. The problem is he's incredibly inconsistent. I think Garcia has one big game. I think Rattler, 
he, he's going to play this well again at some point in his life. <laughs> and, and he could even have some, some uh, form of success in the NFL. So it's a little different for me. One, one thing that stands out to me about what you were saying, because I've seen this on Twitter, some Tennessee fans, of course, and while I'm responding to them is, I don't, I don't know, I should never respond to this, but the, hey, we've got the same, we got the same record. We beat y'all head to head. It's ridiculous. We're behind y'all. When you lose by 30 to a seven and four team, just shut up. Just shut up. You lost by 30 to a seven and four football team. That there is no comparison to Alabama losing by, by four or five points on the road to two teams collectively that are both in the top 10 and Tennessee losing by 30 to a seven and four team. That's, that's why, Jimmy, that's the, transitive property, the transitive property in football just doesn't – in any sport, really, it just yeah. doesn't work. I mean, and yeah. and look, the, the circumstances were different. Look, I'll also readily admit, had Alabama played South Carolina last Saturday and South Carolina played that way, I bet you they beat Alabama too. People may sure. think I'm crazy. I think South Carolina sure. played yeah. out of their minds. But the bottom line is Alabama didn't play them then. You know, they didn't. Yeah. So uh, Tennessee did, and Tennessee had everything on the line. And uh, here's the other thing. Alabama has been in Tennessee's circumstances for that game before and won. So Tennessee had a chance to take that step, and they didn't take it. So that you have to face the consequences. And Brett McMurphy tweeted out something that I thought was very interesting. Because Tennessee is now number 10 in the rankings – now, again, I'm not sure how all this works. Because they're number 10 in the rankings, they most likely – I mean, like, probably no chance of getting into the sugar or uh, or any New Year's Six Bowl. They're probably headed to the Citrus Bowl, which is hilarious because of the whole Steve Spurrier history with that. But, yeah. Jimmy, I need yeah. to tell everybody. Bump Alabama's bowl, by the way. I yeah. mean, it could, it could. It could change. I've been saying Orange Bowl. I think I'm not officially changing that to, hey, it's going to be the Sugar Bowl. But I do think that Tennessee's uh, loss makes it more likely than it was before that Alabama could end up in the Sugar Bowl. And, of course, I, I, I like New Orleans. I like the Sugar Bowl even more so than Miami and the Orange Bowl, but sort of like the opponent in the Orange Bowl. I, I think playing Clemson would be a bigger deal than playing a non-TCU Big 12 team, which would be Kansas State probably. I agree with you. All right, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Underdog, Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. It is so easy to get started and it's so easy to play. Have I said easy enough for you? I I hope I have. Look, um, you go to the website. uh, You just create an account. It's so easy. It's just different pick-em choices for your team or any team you want to deal with. Uh, it's so much fun. You can do it for Bryce Young. You can do it for Jameer Gibbs. You can do it for Robbie Ashford. If you're an Auburn guy, whatever you want to do, go there, sign up with the promo code locked on. That's all one word. And underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store, Google play store, wherever you want to find it. You can find it at underdogfantasy.com or the underdog fantasy app. Look, that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. That's one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one word for that promo code. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Again, it's the easiest, easiest place to spice up your college football season. Jimmy, um, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. We've talked about it a bunch. It looks like Lane Kiffin is all but a done deal to Auburn. This has been such a whirlwind and so crazy and Boy, in a sense, 
I, I do feel kind of bad for Ole Miss fans. I mean, the second time Auburn's poached a coach from them, and um, man, it's got to be a slap in the face of reality of where their program actually is. Um, and and uh, I still have a lot of Auburn fans that just are beside themselves with giddiness. And I and look, I I said I've said everywhere I can say it. I think Lane Kiffin is the best hire Auburn can make in this cycle. That doesn't mean I think it's a home run. I think it's a stand-up triple. And um, I, I think that's fair to say. I don't think because it's the best hire you can make this cycle, that makes it a home run. I think it means this is a really good hire, but there are a lot of reasons to still uh, notice the red flags that come with Lane Kiffin. We'll talk about that more when it comes official. I did want to talk about Trey Sanders. Um, it was interesting yesterday to me that uh, Auburn had a dude that everybody loves from from there. They've always thought, saw his potential in Landon King come out of the transfer portal, I'm assuming because Harson is finally gone and he and he did not like Brian Harson is what it sounds like. And Alabama had a guy that all Alabama fans have loved and want, and thought was full of potential, and he goes into the transfer portal in Trey Sanders. Trey Sanders once predicted he'd win a Heisman Trophy at Alabama, but it just never materialized. He, he hurt himself uh, before his opening season. Uh, ACL problem, and then he gets in that unbelievably horrific car wreck where he's lucky to be alive, and he's just he's just never the same, and he couldn't get back on track. And I think this is a logical, good move for him to go somewhere else. I, I hope it's not somebody that Alabama plays. I don't want to cheer against him. I want to cheer for him. I mean, I can't imagine where he would go somewhere or wouldn't cheer for him, I, I suppose, Auburn, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think – I don't think Trey is going to – I'll be a little surprised if he ends up at a, uh, a highly ranked, high-profile Power 5 school. Uh, I think Trey is uh, transferring specifically to play and get carries. Uh, logically, you should go what I would refer to, uh, not fairly, but I would refer to as down, meaning uh, you know down a notch in terms of the competition you would face at the position. Uh go to a place where, where you might would, would be a celebrated hyped guy that's uh, almost certain to get those carries. So I, I would say that's going to be to me, uh, conference USA, American athletic, even Sunbelt, uh, you know, a, a place where you're going to be the guy, because to me, Trey leaving, he's already got his degree to me. It now it's about playing and starting and auditioning for the NFL, which wasn't going to happen had he stayed at Alabama. So, um, uh, to me, I, I mean, you know, if I was if I was his agent, I would be like, you know, I, I would look at maybe even uh, Sunbelt. I, I mean, in-state schools, I, I would think UAB and, and USA would be two interesting places or Troy. Uh, I, I think those would be interesting places for him to look at. I wouldn't be surprised though, if he went home to Florida. And if so, uh, Central Florida, South Florida, uh, those, those programs make sense to me. We, we play South Florida next year. And another thing, Deion Sanders apparently is like a hot rumor at South Florida. So, I mean, isn't that funny that um, that uh, Alabama could end up playing Deion Sanders anyway? And here's the other thing. There's a huge rumor out there about Mike Leach and health issues, and he may be stepping down and maybe Deion Sanders is headed there. I mean, it's rumor season, so I, I just find it funny. I mean, you think about how the SEC West – could be next year coaching wise. And I don't mean to get off the Trey Sanders track. Uh, I think that we've already paid homage to him, but man, you think about the SEC West next year, you could have Saban who, um, you know, he's still the, the goat. You have Jimbo who everybody hates. I mean, they, they don't even love to hate him. They hate to hate him. They just hate him because they make people hate him. They don't even um, like him at Texas A&M. They don't. 
<laughs> I mean, there's nobody that likes the guy. Then uh, you could have Lane at Auburn, who's just an interesting cat. It, I mean, we've already potentially predicted Gus Malzahn to Ole Miss. What, how interesting would that – at least Ole Miss would be like, hey, we're going to hire somebody we know y'all won't poach. <laughs> um, That's my opinion, by the way. I, I would not – I'm not saying that would be a home run by any means. It's not. But I, I think that would be a really solid hire at Ole Miss, honestly. It would be a solid hire. There's no doubt win. about it. I mean, he would win. I, I don't know that he'd win 12 but he could win eight, nine, ten games there if he gets the right quarterback. I think he could win as consistently at Ole Miss as consistently as Lane Kiffin could win at Ole Miss. I think that would be in the same category. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, um, all right. Uh, anyway, the SEC West could be just a just man, just a circus next year. That would be so much fun. All right, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody now about Upside. Look, this is one of my favorite apps. I'm headed to the Atlanta airport today to go get my children. Several of my children are flying in from all various parts of the country. And when I go, I'm going to fill up my car. And when I fill up my car, I'm going to use my Upside app before I go in somewhere and be sure that they uh, up, use the Upside app and is works with them so that I will get some cash back because it's just free money. Go to Upside. Folks, I'm telling you, it's just free money. That's all we're doing here at Locked on Bama is giving you a chance to make free money. You don't have to do anything except download the app. That's it. You have to do practically nothing else. There's no like upfront cost to you, nothing. It's so easy. Upside offers in, uh, offsets inflated pricers by giving you cash back on purchases. Whenever you use Upside, it, it will help you. I'm telling you to get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So if you fill up for more than $10, you're going to get at least $5 cash back. That's just free money. And again, yeah, it's not a ton of money, but I mean, I'm not sitting here giving you, uh, you know, giving you a stock tip. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you this is free. You don't have to invest nothing. Seriously. So go to Upside, download the app, use promo code LOCK. You will thank me later. Jimmy, prediction time, bro. Um, we may have already given our predictions. I don't even remember, but I'm going to stick with my prediction of 2818 Alabama. Um, that's a that's a, a nod to uh, the sack Brody game of of uh, two thousand five. That was the score. Twenty eighteen, yeah. You remember that? I mean, no. To be honest, what I remember is the eleven. I think they sacked Brody eleven times, and people still talking about it like it was uh, the Titanic meets the Hindenburg. Uh, you know, greatest uh, tragedy of all of all time. And uh, when you say I'm like surprised, Alabama only lost by ten. But well, here's the thing. Oh, I get surprised. We, you know, we, we, we only beat somebody by 20. We got to fire half the coaching staff per the message board. I think that it was 21 nothing Auburn, and um, they were driving to score again, and somebody fumbled, and then we scored, and it sort of just sort of hung around that, that, that margin the rest of the game. And John Parker Wilson scored on the last play of the game or something close to that to make it look reasonable. But I'll tell you a funny story about that game. My brother and I went, we got tickets at the last second, like given to us. And we get to the game with, uh, there's like 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. And I think Auburn's already up seven, nothing. We had just gotten concessions. We sit down and I think Auburn sacks Brody twice. And I look at my brother and say, I don't want to be here. He said, I don't either. He said, let's go. We were there, Jimmy. Game time, we were there three minutes. Reality time, we were there six minutes. And, <laughs> and we left. And we're leaving. And um, 
we get we get in the car, we start driving from Auburn to Lake City again. We get to Dadeville, and my mom calls. She happened to be sitting with uh, my dad. They got invited to a skybox at Auburn, and my mom called and said, "I am miserable. Are y'all ready to go?" And I said, "We're already in Dadeville." She was like, well, how the hell am I going to get out of here? <laughs> so um, anyway, she had to suffer through the whole game. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, – I'm not one to – I've always said, if I know the movie's bad and I don't like it, I'm not going to make myself sit through it because I paid for it. I think that's stupid. When I knew – I knew that movie was bad. That Iron Bowl was bad. But anyway, I think what's going to happen in this game, I hope I, – I mean, here's – if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm doing the prayer thing. Please – run the ball up the middle. That's Auburn. That's a huge weakness for Auburn. And I think we've got a, a big advantage. And look, Jace McClellan's running really hard right now. He had a great game last week. Roydale Williams is running pretty hard. He had a good game last week. We'll get Jameer Gibbs back. He can uh, be good coming out of the backfield too. And, and let's don't get Bryce hurt. Let's let's sack Robbie, Robbie Ashford a few times for Will Anderson. Let's get Will Anderson a two sack game. Let's uh, stack the box. And let's just keep Tank Bigsby from going and Jerkwiz Hunter from going, you know, 70 yards on a single play. And and let's just keep it where it's uh, – I, I want to make it – I want to do the same kind of thing. I want to be up 21 nothing and then beat them 28-18, and I'll be thrilled to death. I don't care if we cover. I really don't. I just want to get out of this game, be done with it, and chalk up another Iron Bowl win. Yeah, I have a very similar score. I'll say Alabama wins 27 to 40. And I think Auburn's emotion, I think Auburn coming out really fired up to be here. I think Auburn uh, under Carnell uh, believes they can win. And I think that's worth uh, covering that spread. Uh, but I don't think it's worth winning the game. I also think 27 to 14 almost sounds closer than the game will be. I think Alabama will, even when the game is tight in the first half, it will always feel like Alabama's in control of the game. Um, I think Alabama will win this game at the line of scrimmage where, where Alabama is much better than, than Auburn uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, I just think Alabama's offense, uh, it, it hasn't been good for a few, few weeks or it hasn't been great for a few weeks, uh, probably continues to struggle uh, to a degree. Auburn defensively sort of figured out Alabama last year. Alabama had a really tough time moving the ball. Uh, at all until very late in the game, sort of happening to some degree. But uh, Alabama makes a, a couple big plays in the game and sort of wins in uh, basically uh, maybe what you might call a nondescript uh, Iron Bowl, uh, 27 to 14. And it's a 10 and 2 season where Alabama likely finishes uh, in the top five in the polls uh, going into the bowl games. I, I love how you say, yeah, Auburn figured out. Alabama's offense last year, it's not like that's as hard as solving the Hellraiser puzzle. I mean, <laughs> that's essentially figuring out Auburn, Alabama's <laughs> offense is is like playing a Sudoku puzzle that only has one block. <laughs> you just put one there. Be yeah, just, you know, last year, I mean, I think Alabama's worst offensive performance of the season was against Auburn. Their worst oh, last no question. Last year was the worst of the season, and it's not the exact same Auburn staff by any means. Derrick Mason's gone, even Harson's gone. Uh, but uh replaced by some emotional kids. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, we will uh, – maybe we'll do one on Friday. I've got a crossover episode with Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. That's a lot of fun. Zach – Zach, I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, 
I, I know we're supposed to hate Auburn, and, and I do, but uh, I love Zach Blackerby. He is really good at what he does. Uh, he He's great, so I hope you guys check that out. I know he's an AUB, but uh, he's a realist. I try to be a realist. I don't know that I am. But, um, you know, Zach's a good dude, and we had a good crossover episode. So that'll be out for Thanksgiving. And then, Jimmy, we may do another one Friday. It just depends. I've got several children coming in, as I've mentioned. And um, I may have had more children between now and then. I don't know. It just – You'll find out. I'm a fertile dude. Find out on the next edition of Lori. <laughs> Locked on fertility. Um, all right. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.